is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good evening, my friends. It's Wednesday night. I know everybody missed us last week, but we're back. It is Draft for Upside. First sip a week. A look ahead at week 15 DFS. DraftKings brought to you by DrRoto.com, your daily prescription for fantasy sports. I'm Johnny Danger with me, of course, Mr. Chris Emmerich. How are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. Uh, man, this slate is absolute garbage right now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, I feel like um, no matter who we say that we like this week, that they're going to be scratched from COVID, and um, we're going to be playing some practice squatters we haven't seen in a while. Maybe a little Malcolm Brown in the lineups this week. Yeah, man, there's a lot of intangibles that we have no idea, or I guess variables, and we don't know about their intangibles either when it comes down to it. <laughs> this is just, um, you know, I had planned on playing kind of light this week. Uh, I've just been getting smashed. Uh, I mean, literally, I got smashed, and uh, figuratively, too. I've been getting smashed over the last month, just, uh, you know, just felt like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to chill out here. Um, and this, this slate is doing absolutely... Uh, nothing to dissuade me from that. I do have a couple <laughs> nice plays and some things to talk about, but uh, who knows if they make it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Literally every day um, we're getting three or four more names. Um, I just saw Hopkins has a knee injury. They expect him to miss the rest of the regular season. Mm. Uh, not good. Not good for Arizona. Um, although they've played mostly without him for the last month anyways. So. Yeah, I mean, that's a position where they're deep enough. I think the loss of J.J. Watt earlier in the year has been the, the larger uh, problem for that team. But, you know, nevertheless, man, let's get right into this. Let's let's talk about – I mean, can I, can I introduce the game? Yeah, go ahead, Are man. you ready? Are I'm you ready? ready. Like, do you, I just don't want to throw you off here. Uh, so <laughs> Always ready. Look, first game we're going to talk about is going to be Dallas and the New York Giants. This is, uh, you know, if you tune in to – uh, Lou's show around the Arm Sports Network. Uh, I, I talked about this. This is it's a it's an interesting game because just uh, on the surface, you feel like the Cowboys should absolutely smash here. Uh, the Giants are really bad, and if it was almost any other team, I would have a pretty strong lean and conviction in taking the dog here. But when it comes to this game, uh, you know Dallas has been on the road. This will be their fourth out of the last five weeks. They played two Thursday games. Really weird condensed schedule and. I don't know if that's going to wear on them. I mean, look, this is the NFL. Uh, you know, road games are quite different than like a, a road trip in the NBA. But, I mean, it's still a lot of travel. It's still got to do something. And then this offensive line is going to be missing some pieces, I believe, um, not COVID-related. So, you know, even if they're not, you know, Zeke's not healthy. Corey Clement is not an NFL starting running back. Tony Pollard's not healthy. Dak has not looked good the last couple of weeks. Uh, that all being said, they are playing the Giants. So, <laughs> I mean, they are. Um, I was just getting excited about Barkley again, but he's more dinged up again, too. So, this is just an ugly game. Basically, every wide receiver and every running back uh, for, for New York has some kind of ding on them. We've got COVID 19 running rampant um, through both teams. Uh, Dallas, like you said, man, I mean, Zeke's banged up. Pollard probably won't play. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's. Uh, I don't know if I could stack this game is what I'm trying to say. I don't think I can. But who knows as, as the week goes on. <laughs> Corey Clement may be the best running back to play this week. 
Yeah, look, when I when I started running the simulations for this game early in the week, you know, the, the Cowboys were popping, whether it was Dak, uh, Schultz was popping, C.D. Lamb, and I think that they're still, you know, worthy of consideration. However, uh, they're not popping anymore, um, and that's because a lot of things have been adjusted. And I, I just – I don't know. I think I'm going to be taking the Giants and probably the under in this game, and if Dak breaks out and throws for three touchdowns, I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I don't know if he would make it on a you know first lineup. But his pricing is good, and again, we just don't know you know the health of anybody else. Yeah, luckily the one playoff uh, seasonal team I have with Dak at the helm is on a bye this week, so I don't have to worry about him. So that's all right. So let's move on. I'm gonna guess Houston and Jacksonville is next on your target. Not even close, but no. that's okay. Let's go uh, to Houston, Houston and Jacksonville anyway. Right. Right. Uh, look, uh, this is a good game to get out of the way. I mean, you know, th- <laughs> this is an opportunity to play some guys on both of these teams that you wouldn't normally. Um, I do really like James Robinson. I mean, I'm just scared about what kind of usage he's going to get. But uh, that pricing at 5400 you know, he doesn't need a massive workload to get where he needs to get. Houston is terrible against everything, including the run. There's just nothing on this Jacksonville team. So uh, Laquan Treadwell was their leading receiver. Trevor Lawrence has not progressed. And I don't know if this is necessarily something that is a knock on him. It feels like it's more of a knock on that coaching staff, the turmoil, the organization, everything that's going on. Uh, There are just a couple teams that just feel like, you know, they wish the season ended like two weeks ago. And you have to feel like Jacksonville is one of those teams. Oh, I think for sure. I think it's very clear that certain particular players on this team have quit on their coach. And um, if it weren't for that feeling of James Robinson being one of those guys, there's just no reason why he's not 100 yards, uh, you know, four catches for another 20 and maybe a touchdown and get you 20 points. I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't except for I don't think they want to play for this coach. I mean, Moore's coming out here. There's the the kicker that they cut early in the year saying that uh, that uh, the coach kicked him <laughs> during a practice. I mean, these guys just don't want to play for this guy. And, you know, it seems outrageous. I, I saw some people commenting about that story. And I guess if you go back, there was, like, rumors that, like, an event had happened in August between the two of them, but there was no specifics that were leaked. Mm-hmm. I mean <laughs> – it's, it's pretty believable at this point. <laughs> it truly um, is. <laughs> you know, and, and and a lot of these guys, like, they're just, you, I don't know, they're begging to be played. Nico Collins had 10 targets last week. He's 3,500 on the Houston side of the ball, at least. He's been trending up. Brandon Cooks has just gotten a ton of targets half the time he's played, but it's Davis Mills. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's better than Tyrant Taylor. I mean, Marvin uh, Jones down at 46. I mean, they really want you to play this game. I mean, you're you're risking a lot. I mean, like, look, Chanel has got seven targets, five targets, nine targets his last three games for like 30 yards. Right. But, are these two teams both so bad that it could be a 38-35 game and be the highest scoring game of the week? I don't think so. No, I think it would be more like a like a 24-21 type of game. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the number is where it is because they can be so bad, but you know, it's not like the offenses are going to come out and execute and be good they're just going to be bad even if the defense is bad they're going to be bad i think there's going to be some turnovers and this is not a game i expect to have uh, a ton of exposure to james robinson's really the only guy that i'm strongly considering fair enough all right where do you want to go next i picked last 
Uh, we can go to the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles, another divisional matchup in the NFC East. Uh, two teams that are just, you know, outside looking in, don't necessarily, you know, have a, a ton of excitement about this game either. Look, the Washington football team has like 22 people on the COVID list. They've just been adding them and adding them and adding them and adding them. And after the last two weeks, uh, you know, the only thing that they have going for them is J.D. McKissick is coming back. Antonio Gibson chalk has failed two weeks in a row. And, you know, a big reason for that. And I just, uh, you know, I wish I had paid a little bit more attention. I saw the injury when it happened. I didn't understand the ramifications, but the center for the Washington football team is in a lot of models, the best run blocking center in the league. And with him not there, we've really seen this team not be able to run the ball, not be able to execute. And, you know, there are a lot of holes in this team as it stands. When you start chipping away at a couple of those things, Terry McLaren's out, Antonio Gibson doesn't have the run blocking that he needs. And, it just starts to fall apart. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I want to go to a lot of pieces here. Uh, Jalen Hurts at 6,600 is, you know, always in play, and so is Devonta Smith. But I mean, I don't know why they're starting him over Minshew. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Now, if Minshew was started, maybe we're going to play some Dallas Goddard. Like, but maybe, I mean, I don't know. Like, does Goddard still get the same type of workload? Does Was that a – was that a Minshew thing or was that a game plan thing? I mean, it was only six targets. They were just highly productive targets. And, sure. you know, part of that was also that maybe he didn't get targeted as much in the second half because that game kind of got out of hand. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if, if um, you know, Hertz is looking good and leading up to the game, it's somebody I could play probably by himself. I don't even know if I need to correlate him. Uh, no, I mean, you don't need to, but I think Goddard and – Devonta Smith are the two kind of options that you have there. Certainly. All right, let's talk about Arizona and Detroit. We just talked about how Hopkins is out. Um, Connor's banged up. Looks like uh, Chase Edmonds might be back. Uh, if Chase Edmonds is cleared and back and Connor is uh, dinged up, uh, that 5,100 seems pretty nice against Detroit. It does. Um, yeah, this is one that we just kind of have to wait and see, see what's going on. I, I, I am a little salty about the Detroit Jamar Jefferson uh, you know, situation <laughs> last week. I missed the playoffs in my high-stakes league by oh. 2.1 points, and I had I could have just played Alexander Madison for all – I mean, I had like four <laughs> other guys I could have played, but Jefferson seemed like the guy. Uh, I think they all got somewhere between 2 to 10 points, except yeah. for uh, maybe maybe it was like Khalil Herbert got like 0.3. Like he was the only one yeah. that was uh, – Herbert got bad. negative points in one of my leagues. Yeah, so he was the only one that – and I don't think he was ever in line to play. Uh, like I had like Daryl Williams, a couple other guys, and it just it, – it, it was frustrating. I wouldn't have necessarily made the playoffs, but I'd be sure. alive this week and have a chance, 0% chance now. And then I do have a team that made the playoffs with Jamar Jefferson. Uh, none of – you know, look, I, I don't think I'm going to play him. Uh, I'm not going to play him in, in DFS. And uh, this game, you know – Pick a receiver. Uh, maybe it's Christian Kirk week this week. Maybe Rondell Moore kind of breaks out. Maybe we play a little Rondell Moore with Arizona defense. Like it's got to happen at some point, right? I'm just sure. waiting for. I it mean, to Moore and Green are both really nicely priced for playing the Detroit. I mean, Green might might take over some of that outside targets that Hopkins was going to have. Um, he missed some time. He's healthy now. Uh, Forty nine hundred for him, who who could possibly get you know nine ten targets. 
Well, yeah, I think Kirk would go out to the outside. Green would be on the other side, and Ryan Elmore mm-hmm. would be in the slot, which I think yeah. is still advantageous. And, you know, look, if they're going to have a reduction in the running game because Connor's not there, uh, I don't think you logically just, like, go and give a workload, a workhorse workload to Chase Edmonds. Um, so maybe maybe we see a little bit more passing um, and some of that short passing, and maybe Ryan Elmore gets a couple carries. So, you know, this is just one of those games that – it's a lot of questions, not for the COVID-related reasons. Right. No, this is a rare, a fairly healthy game outside of Hopkins and Connor. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, um, they've got him all the way up to 5200 Are you buying into his talent um, being worth a $5,000 price tag? Uh, it's not about his talent. It's about 12 targets a game the last sure. two games. So, um, yeah, I mean, we saw the secondary wasn't, you know, it's not necessarily formidable. Like, this is a team that can get beat. So I don't have a problem necessarily playing him. I hadn't really considered it. I think uh, that's the advantage you get there. But Arizona's been like kind of burned by wide receivers the last couple of weeks. And even the, the weeks where they've been able to limit that production, it's, you know, it's, not, it's still been decent by teams. And let's see. So I'm they definitely the still shootout. interested in one-offs with Josh Reynolds. I mean, Josh Reynolds is intimately familiar against playing against Arizona. Uh, he's a deep threat. Um, I can get behind Josh Reynolds at 43. Yeah, and the two other things is that the Lions have played really good teams better than they've played bad teams. Yep. They've really punched up to their competition. And the Cardinals, for whatever reason, against this division, have had some shootouts. Uh, you know, They've had some big games against Minnesota. Chicago was a high-scoring game. Green Bay, I think we can forgive because – you know, Green Bay didn't have anybody, right. uh, but those are things to consider. I, I definitely, um, you know, have a, a large interest in the Detroit team with the spread here. Very interesting. All right, where are we going next? Um, let's just talk about the game that, you know, I'm most excited about uh, or would be most excited about if there weren't COVID concerns. That's the Miami Dolphins playing the New York Jets. The New York Jets have been just this team that we want to target in fantasy. They've been giving up tons of points to the running back, to the wide receiver. And we've seen a huge breakout from Jalen Waddle, who has just been absolutely fantastic the last few weeks, maybe the last month or so. Um, seems to have created uh, or curated some type of chemistry with Tua, with just everybody in that organization. I mean, if we're going back and looking – you know, in his last two months, his target numbers, 13, 8, 12, 10, 6, 9, 10, and 11. Yeah. Uh, pretty strong catch rate on those two, between 70 to 80% each sure. game. Uh, hasn't found the end zone a lot. Okay, so that's the only concern. But he is targeted in the red zone um, quite a bit. and Inside the 10, quite yeah. a bit. Um, but also, I, um, they have one healthy running back on the team. So maybe they throw a little bit more closer to the correct i mean like gaskins is a guy that i would consider if he does play at 5600 because just everybody against the jets you have to um and anybody that plays in his place i think you consider so those are the two guys and i really do and this probably be the only time but like you know i talked about it there's a connection there tua is a guy that i'm interested in just for the salary relief at that quarterback position because i want to play guys like Waddle, there are a couple other wide receivers kind of in that pocket that mid sixes that I sure. want to play. And, you know, certainly we'll talk about George Kittle, Mark Andrews, some of these other guys yeah. that are. And here's the thing about Tua, too, too, is that, you know, even though the stats haven't shown it, the guy is mobile. The guy can run. And if they are depleted in the running back, you know, maybe he runs one in for you, too. Yeah. And he just gives you a kind of a decent enough floor that. 
you know, look, if if he hits his floor and that's all that he does, you're not winning the GPP, but you're probably he's not killing you either. I mean, he had those two games, 25, 28 points against Atlanta and Jacksonville. Uh, since then, he's just bounced around between 12 to 18 points. That's not necessarily getting it done, but you know, if that gives me an extra thousand to fifteen hundred that I can yeah. go up and get a George Kittle instead of a Mike Jacecki, you know, that that might make well, it worth it. I don't know how this changes your feelings about him, but I am going to play him over Russ in the first round of my playoffs at the Dr. Roto uh, PPR league. So you gotta watch out. You got that like top ranked defense, you know, that was ranked, you know. That's right. Drafted in the ninth round, right? That's right. That's true. <laughs> All right, let's keep on moving. How about Tennessee and Pittsburgh? Let's go there. Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Uh, well, it, another situation where you just don't have a ton of healthy guys. I mean, is Dante Foreman going to be back? I haven't seen any practice reports. I don't see any notes on him saying he's going to miss anything. He came out of the last game injured. He did, but I don't see anything right now. Yeah, he looks good. He's not on the injury report. He did. Yeah. He, he obviously practiced. So, um, you know, that's a guy that I'm interested in at 5,200. He did get a lot of goal line work last week before he went out. Najee Harris has had quite a few bad games, not necessarily because of him, but because of the offensive line, uh, just because of this team as a whole. So I, I'm kind of interested in him. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a couple of touchdowns. Um I feel like it's a big Deontay Johnson game, you know, like, cause I, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into this too much, but I feel like Chase Claypool is going to get a reduced amount of targets. <laughs> um, you know, we've seen him kind of in this anywhere from, you know, three to five on the low end. And I, I just kind of expect that's where we're going to be as opposed to like the eight or nine. Um, I, I do feel like he's going to be kind of, kind of punished to some extent whether it be by the coaching staff or by ben uh one or the other you know that that's the way i'm looking at this yeah that, I mean, julio at 54 is is uh still enticing he can he's capable of big game yeah i mean if you find yourself in that in that range, I, I don't hate it. I mean, fifty four hundred. I, I almost feel like uh, like Christian Kirk is a little bit more interesting. You've got Jerry Judy, Michael Gallup, and I don't know is Van Jefferson on the COVID list. I mean, those are some of the guys down there. Let, let me ask you: Would you at this point? We mentioned a guy earlier. Are you going Jerry or not Jerry Judy? I know you're going Jerry Judy. Are you going Julio Jones or would you go Amon Ross St. Brown? Probably Julio, but it's kinda, close. It's kind of telling that you have to think about that. Yeah, like. it is, but it's close. It's it's close. Yeah, I'll, probably Julio. I don't know. Um, are you um, planning on working the mall Santa gig coming up here? You're getting a little shaggy there, buddy. Oh, just yeah, noticed. and I'm going to cut tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Just notice. Tomorrow. Usually you're, you're high and tight, nice and clean. and you, It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Right. It's tomorrow. Fair. Fair. Just checking. Just checking. Don't mind me. <laughs> How about Carolina and Buffalo? Um, Josh Allen, man, he uh, something else last week. Yeah. Um, I, I like Buffalo's defense. It's not it's not expensive. And, uh, you know, Cam can turn the ball over repeatedly. Um, their defense yeah. is where I'm kind of starting. 
Yeah, I agree. They haven't been getting a ton of sacks and they haven't been creating a lot of turnovers. That I mean, you're really relying more on Cam to do that for you, but this is at home. And that's okay by me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like it's not it's not a terrible thing to think of. Um I don't, you know, I don't particularly hate even looking at the other side, Carolina's defense who has struggled a bit since Cam's come back. I, I wonder if that has something to do with each other. Uh, but I think it's just the cast of usual characters here. You know, Stefan Diggs is the primary target. You can play some Cole Beasley. You can play Gabriel Davis and deep GPPs. But, um, you know, there's not a lot of surprises, I don't think, in this game. I'm not particularly interested in it. No. <clears throat> nope. I like their defense. I like their defense. That's where Fair. I'm at. I like their defense. All right. Well, let's just keep rolling along there. How about Cincinnati heading over to Denver? Cincinnati, man. I mean, we talked about it pre-show a little bit. Um, I'm a huge Niners fan. Everybody knows. And uh, they're they're literally playing guys off the street at cornerback, and Joe Burrow couldn't take advantage of that. I think Denver's defense is better. It's tougher to play in Denver. I'm not excited about Cincinnati this week. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like Cincinnati is one of those teams that's like kind of streaky, like wins two, loses two, wins two, loses two. So, um, you know, I, I think I was on point with the Washington football team last week stating that, like, I felt like this was going to be a kind of a trap game where they were going to fall apart. Um, not that, like, people thought that they were, you know, going to win that game per se, but they really didn't put up a big fight in that first half. And I don't know, man. It just feels like this This is uh, – I think I'm going to go with, with Cincinnati. I, I like T. Higgins a ton. I think Jamar Chase is good too. You know, the difference between those two guys throughout the season has really been a price point. Um, they've had similar kind of workloads. Jamar Chase has the bigger plays a lot of times, so he didn't need some of the additional targets. But um, now that T. Higgins is at 6,500, We've actually seen him start to kind of separate, though, in terms of being able to utilize volume. Eight, 14, seven, three straight 100-yard games uh, in the end zone, two of those three games. I, I'm I'm liking T. Higgins if he plays. Um, I know he was a little bit banged up. Looking at the report here, questionable. He did limit He had a limited practice, so I would expect yeah. him to uh, practice throughout the week and be good. I think after seven. Chase's big game, he's going to just leap right back into ownership like he was earlier in the season. Yeah, and I hope so, and especially when they're similarly priced. Yeah, you know, it was very different when it was seventy one hundred and fifty five hundred. Right, um, it was a lot easier to go to the the cheaper guy then. Yeah. How about on the other side? Um, still kind of like. I mean, I mean, it's literally fifty fifty with with Gordon and Williams, and it's just frustrating. I mean, they both got it done last week. Um, you played either of them, you were happy. They both got like what 20 points exactly. I mean, um, it's just what it's going to be there, right? I mean, it's never going to change this year. Um, but they kind of inched them both up at 59 and 61. Is, is, it, is it take them out of play? I know you're not a big fan of playing them anyways, but that... yeah, no, I'm not playing either of those guys. Um, I probably not like, like I feel like I want to play Jerry Judy, I want to play Cortland Sutton, I would play them on a short slate, you know. A lot of times they put Denver on that Saturday game, but they didn't do it this year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I feel like Cortland Sun has one more blow up game in him. Sure, forty six hundred, forty six hundred now. I mean, and this is a guy that had what fourteen targets at one point this year, eight for ninety four and a touchdown. That's a twenty three point total. That would that's something that you'd love at forty six hundred. But what you don't love is these two three target games. A team that seems concentrated on running the ball. Um, 
I guess if you look at the game flow the way that you're talking about it and you believe that this Cincinnati team is not going to do a, a good job at building the lead, then Denver's not going to have to do anything to throw the ball to try and catch up. And yeah. if that's the case, um, you know, I think yeah. we're going to see a huge dosage of Williams and Gordon, but not so much in either case that I really want to play either one. I think it's kind of T. Higgins. T. Higgins for me, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are just real deep. They'd be in 150 lineups, but sure. they wouldn't be in one, three, or five. Yeah, I don't. I'm not very interested in this game, so that's probably a cue for you to just load Sag up. It. On it. Load up on it. Uh, let's go to a game that I am interested in. Atlanta heading over to see my 49ers. The 49ers trying to hang on to a wild card spot. This seems like a smash opportunity for them. However, the 49ers like to absolutely drop the ball and smash opportunities. Um, I don't see that happening. I think Atlanta is lost. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Patterson. I, I think he's going to cause problems for San Francisco. I, I like Gage on the other side. But I also think San Francisco's offense is humming, and uh, Eli Mitchell should play. Debo seems pretty darn good last week. I mean, he only caught one ball, but he ran the ball pretty darn effectively. So um, I kind of like this game. I, I think it has an opportunity to be on the higher scoring side. Yeah, I mean, well, coming out, George Kittle didn't practice because of his knee. Uh, Elijah Mitchell didn't practice, still in the protocol. So, um, you know, a lot of questions there. I mean, if Kittle's out, I think we can – reasonably think that Ayuk actually is like involved and, and playable in DFS, even though he's at 6,300, you know, the problem is people saw when Debo, I mean, he got 11 targets last week. You know, the guy yeah. is what we wanted him to be when we drafted him at the beginning of the season. Um, he's not getting the yardage totals, but I don't think that he's going to as long as Kittle and Debo uh, and the whole accompaniment of players yeah. are there. But it really seems like the dump off pass guy. They're not trying to get him the ball. It's a, okay, everybody else is covered. Throw it to Ayuk. Yeah. And I mean, if Kittle is out, then Ayuk's a smash play. If Kittle's playing, I think more of a GPP. The question really is, do you chase these points for Kittle? Uh, I mean, like, 15 targets last week, 12 targets the week before. And this is a guy that historically has done stuff like this. Yep. Had these like weird, just massive streaks and just gets everybody to buy in and then just disappears. Sure. Well, usually it's because he, you know, runs a, a 60 yard fly route and breaks his kneecap after being beat up for 36 catches over the previous three games. So that's, well, that's what his, usually I mean, happens. I mean, his knees hurt. He didn't practice. Yeah. So, um, I think going, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with this game. I, the other interesting tight end is in the other game that we can talk about before the last one. And that's Mark Andrews, where, you know, this Baltimore team, man, I, like just ravaged by injuries this year. Just incredible the amount of injuries that they had. And at some point you had to think to yourself, well, it's amazing that Amar or Lamar Jackson has not gotten hurt. And then, of course, he does. Right. And. Like, do you play him at like, you know, a 50, 60, 70% Lamar Jackson? Is that a guy you want? Like, he's one of those guys that I feel like you need him more in the 80 to 90% range yeah. for the effectiveness. Well, like, he's got to run and he's got to run a lot to, to pay off. Yeah. Like, if he's just sitting back there in the pocket, I just, I don't, I don't see a line for success for this team. This is a big game. They're playing Green Bay. I think, you know, Green Bay is only like a five point favorite. I think that I mean, are you interested in Freeman? If you think um, you know Jackson's not going to be running the ball as much, are you, does that 
raise your interest in a $5,500 Freeman? Uh, in a different matchup, maybe. Green Bay has been pretty decent defensively, mm-hmm. um, limiting at least running backs. So they've been bad against wide receivers. They had a stretch where they were really bad. They got better. Then they got really bad again. And I just don't know how they're going to get beat by this Baltimore team if it's not Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is going to get probably 10 to 12 targets again. And if that's the case, the chances of him getting you know 100 yards are, are within the cards. But usually 60 to 70, I mean, I think you can easily project him for 13, 14 points with a, a pretty high ceiling in this position. And I, 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 Mark Andrews is one of my favorite plays, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who's playing him. For, on, so on hard. I tell you what, if you're not a member of the site, be a member of the site. Log in, listen to our 10.30 in the morning Eastern DFS and seasonal start sit show. We go from 10.30 to noon with myself, Mr. Chris, and Dr. Roto himself. And uh, it's gold, man. I mean, if you're paying for the site, that's the absolute best bang for your buck is listening to that show right before lock. It's where the magic happens. So, I was on fire earlier in the year, but Doc has been crazy the last couple dude, of weeks. Maybe Doc's calls and his calls. value calls have been insane. Just insane. Uh, basically, if you listen to him and he said, I want to get Jared Allen or Josh Allen in there, and I want to get some other big plays. So what do you think about playing Gabby Davis and uh, Perryman run back? <sighs> Gabby Davis, 17 points. Perryman, what, 16, 17 points. Josh Allen, 40 points. He said play um, Rashad Penny. Drop Rashad Penny in there, 27 points. Yeah, well, he got me on Foreman, too, and I was pretty excited because, you know, Foreman got the early touchdown. I had Russell Gage in my lineup, too, because he was in a weird spot. Like, Russell Gage had a ton of action early last week. I mean, he had his like five catches for 50 yards. And like, I was, I was sitting pretty in my lineup. I was feeling good. And then I had like George Kittle. Oh, oh no, I had, I, mean, I wasn't Kittle. It was, I had Jerry Judy and, and like Jared Cook to go in the late games. And that didn't work out. As soon as Foreman went, went out, it just, Gage didn't get another target. You should have known that if I was touting Jerry Judy, it was the week to get off of him. I was, I was, I was touting him before you. So <laughs> I thought it was okay. But uh, uh, I think we've got one more game here. We do. Uh, this is this is a game that is one of the ones in question. A lot of these guys are popping in the optimals. Uh, Sony Michelle, if he gets the full run again, is a situation where you, know, you have to play him. But I don't think he is. I think Henderson will be back, right? Yeah. He should be. Uh, I mean, Henderson suited up last week and just didn't play. So if that was the case, he should be ready. To well, go. that's because I yeah. thought he no, I thought he was in the COVID nineteen protocol last week. Yeah, I guess he did pop up on that, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he I don't think he suited up last week. I think that was the week before. Week before. Yep. You're right. I think he was gonna play, but then he was on the COVID nineteen list. Um, so we're in question there. Like I don't really want I mean, in normal situations, I wouldn't want anything from the Seattle team, but like I don't think this is a week to to go to Rashad Penny. This isn't a week to go to Alex Collins. This is quite possibly a secondary that's gonna be devastated by the Ram uh, or not by the Rams on the Ram side of the ball. Sure. So this could be, you know, another like Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf kind of week. Uh, I hope it is a t- Tyler Lockett because I have him in a lot of my best ball teams that advanced and both of my uh, season long playoff teams. 
Yeah, I mean Lockett is looking nice. The the possibility of him playing with all those backup corner cornerbacks trying to cover him at seven thousand is is pretty nice. And DK, they've got him all the way to sixty two. Yeah, I think both of these guys can go off. This could be a game where you can play them together, even with Russ, which is something that we tend to avoid. And then just who knows who's going to be on the, uh, the the Ram side of the ball. I mean, this this might be just whoever's out there. And I mean, I. What if Cooper Cup is the only starting wide receiver? You know, like, man, is he going to get, like, 20 targets? I haven't seen anything about Van. Okay. Well, you never know. I don't see any notes about Van. But, you know, yeah, I mean, he's at $9,000, though. I mean, he's got to get to, like, 28 points to pay that off. Yeah, but, I mean, he's been $9,000 for the last – it's true. Season, and he is know, averaging 27.6, <laughs> so I guess that's fine, right? I mean, like last week, 15 targets, 13 catches, 123 <laughs> yards. You know, that's 25 points right there. And then you get 28 plus a touchdown. Uh, yeah. He's getting more targets in the red zone and inside the 10 than any other wide receiver by just an insane number. Yep. Um, All right, that's it, man. Double stack in this game, calling it a day. And, and, and truthfully, like, if you look at it too, I think there's only what one game that he's had under 92 yards, only two under 95 yards. So, a pretty historic season for him. Yeah, I got no arguments there, man, and I got nothing else. That's it. That's all I've got. All right, I'll be on Friday Night Lights this week, filling in for Willie Walls. So. Oh, nice, nice. Perhaps I will see you there. I uh, usually hang out in the pre-show. So maybe I, I'll have to have some answers before Sunday about what I'm going to do in some of these situations. All right, get that hairline trimmed up yep. before that. Yeah, tomorrow. And then, uh, you know, I've got some decor that will go back here. It's going to be great. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. I'm pretty excited for that. But anyways, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you'll catch the replay uh, tomorrow. You can catch us on uh, Apple, Spotify, all your RSS feeds, along with a bunch of the other shows right here at drroto.com. And make sure you uh, go check out the website if you haven't become a member. Get in there. Get that Discord-only membership and come check us out at 1030 in the morning Eastern uh, for the start shit. <laughs> start. Ooh, I said a bad word. Start sit show from 1030 to noon Eastern every single Sunday game day. All right, guys. We'll check you out next time. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.